interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Niner! Niner, we need backup! We're sending a chopper! Y'all better get on this bitch. <laughs> we about to go. Welcome to the Salt Report Podcast, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds miss the real deal. I'm Briar Thompson, and I've got that big non-binary energy. And I'm Casey Thompson. My soul's made of black coffee. <laughs> that is, um more accurate than anyone could know (laughs) so um first things first we have the sponsor in our heart uh the sponsor in our hearts uh this week is the one true salt report uh i don't know a better group of sweeties they're all astounding people who are creative and inspiring and encouraging um I normally don't reach out to people on the internet, and I don't think a single one of you guys have told me to stop. Like, you've always been very encouraging, so uh, it's, uh, you guys are a force for good. And I think that not only makes you the sponsor in our hearts, but that makes you uh, truly special people. So, um, And I agree with that. I've had very limited exposure to them mostly through you but everything i've heard's been very positive and they've been very good people from what i've experienced yeah you don't have as big of an online presence as i do and i i i uh i'm a stalker (laughs) i just watch people no i'd say i'm more of the stalker because you actually engage with people. I just kind of sit silently reading the drama and just enjoying not being involved. <laughs> Life is good when uh, when no one knows who you are. Exactly. I would. I could totally live a Ron Swanson life off the grid if I had the resources. <laughs> I'm not going to call you out on that, but uh, yeah, of people I know, you're probably the best equipped. All right, so should we get into this? The pre-salt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to let you go first because you're more interesting than I am. I am all sweetie. (laughs) Well, I think I first want to talk about how excited I am for the new Red Dead Redemption game coming out in October. I you sent me the game trailer and ever since ever since I've watched Yeah. That's not even my notification. My notification is like not Red Dead for me. It's like send this to wife right away. Well, it's because I've played, I played that game in tandem with my dad. We didn't have separate save files on our Xbox for some reason. We were just fine going, okay, you played this yesterday. I'm going to play it for a little bit today. And we just kept going back and forth and we would progress the story each other. And it's like one time I woke up and dad's just like got this depressed look on his face. And I'm like, what? Did you play some Red Dead? What happened? And he was like... Uh, spoiler for anybody who hasn't played Red Dead Redemption. He's like, oh, John died. I was like, what do you mean John died? <laughs> and it's, but watching the new gameplay trailer, they've added so much more to it because it was already a pretty vast open world game before, but now they've added all this socialization and 
you take care of your horse and the world they is so much bigger and they put so much more detail into it i was i was loving the horse mechanics because uh you know i'm a huge fan of uh jeremy and autumn greer and i within 10 minutes of that trailer i saw people calling calling out like oh uh autumn's gonna beat up jeremy if he doesn't take good care of the horse well, that was another thing with the horses in the previous Red Dead Redemption game. There wasn't different breeds. They said that this new game, there are different breeds that are better for different jobs. And they didn't have that in the previous game. That was just, it was the same kind of horse and you just rode the horse or it pulled a wagon. They weren't, it was all the same horse, just different colors. Okay, so this is the point of the salt report where... Uh, the mandatory witcher talk comes in and uh are they as good as horse as roach no roach is far superior the other (laughs) you could roach is not a singular horse roach is a legacy of horses yeah and they once (laughs) they are given the name roach they all embody the dignity that comes with being roach it's a quiet dignity but i mean and not to get horny on Maine, but you totally got Geralt's ass all up on you all the time. And when you have that ass pressed against you, you gotta step up your game. You can't be a regular horse anymore. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I don't have the Witcher music, but I'm sending this off to Jake, and if he cuts that in, which there's a good shot, he would. <laughs> Uh, that, that 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 makes for a truly good listen. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, I'm gonna play the shit out of Red Dead Redemption once that comes out. I'm gonna I am gonna have such a badass horse. I'm gonna take such good care of it. I'm gonna hunt every single animal that's out there in that frontier. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a noble outlaw, but at the same time, I will I will fuck a fucker up. <laughs> and I couldn't come up with another word besides fuck for some reason. <laughs> I will fuck a fucker up. And the word fuck has lost all meaning. <laughs> um, you got anything else for your pre-salt? Anything you're excited about or anything new that's going down? Um, not that I could think of. I mean, I'm also excited for Spyro and Tomb Raider, but I, I think you should have a chance to talk about something you're excited about. <laughs> well, um, I actually am enjoying. We just started rewatching Scooby Doo Mystery Inc. last night, and like, that's a show that brought me back into the Scooby fold. And I don't know why I have so much love for it because it's so tongue in cheek and campy. Well, well, I. That is why I <laughs> have so much affection for it. Um, I grew up with Scooby-Doo, and that is just, like, it's a solid show. I know people have talked about it before, but uh, we got through the first episode, and they got to the line about, uh, you're a teacher, why would you need to steal money? And that just... <laughs> that gets me going every time. I remember when that show was first coming out on television and it was Joel McHale's show, The Soup. He had it on the E-Channel, I think. 
And they actually talked about that line. They were like, this week on the new Scooby-Doo iteration, they took a slam at teachers and they did that line. And I think it was that, seeing that on The Soup actually was what made me look up that show and start watching it because I was like, oh, they're getting, they're roasting people now on (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Too real. They got too real. (laughs) I was like a um, more pre-salt I have, just apart from a little bit of general sugar that uh, that way, is uh, some uh, some new board games. I, I had some family go to Gen Con recently, and uh, just this last week we played pretty much what is if, if I, I've explained this to you already, but the movie The Thing only in board game format. <laughs> It's uh, it's really cool because it's not just the thing, um, the way the way it represents the game world and uh, everything mechanically you do is such a death spiral that uh, it just it starts popping off really fast, and I really like every time you make yourself vulnerable, uh there's a chance that you become infected or become the thing and you start becoming an agent for chaos because, like, you've got to escape the Arctic. <laughs> but uh, you've also got to make as many passengers the thing as possible. And uh, you you want to make it so you're not ousted, but also have, like a a uninfected human to take you back to society like that's your best ending and uh we got to play two rounds of it because we played really really late in the day and the first round we messed up some of the rules and i'm gonna say that i made it out with an asterisk and i made it out as a human so that's the best ending um the asterisk is one of one person who wasn't infected got confused and thought they infected someone else. So I was not trusting anyone by the end of the game and started hoarding resources. And the more humans, alive or dead, exist, the harder it is to escape. So the person who should have been not been infected, that got infected, um, (laughs) they would skew the numbers. But that, that's why I say I won with an asterisk. And, like, the entire facility blew up behind me, and I got on the helicopter. It was it was a, a genuine hero moment until we realized that we ruined the game. <laughs> then we played, uh, we tried for a round two now that we knew all the rules, and we're like, all right, let's beat this. Let's, let's handle this game. And I played the cook, and I died within the three rounds, so... I'd say if you're looking for a horror movie, like the uh, there's a board game that represents that really well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think. Uh, do you think we're ready to move into salt? Yeah, I think we're pretty well set up there. Uh, I'm gonna let you go first again, just because. You're probably done with the day. You you just got off work. I got off work a couple hours before you. Yeah, I just 
I was literally doing stuff right up until I had to walk out the door because everybody had to come in and drag their heels when I had online work to do. And it's like, <laughs> I can't really do that. They say take the laptop out onto the floor and do that, but I'm like, I can't... That's how shit gets stolen when I'm looking at a computer screen, okay? So you hear that, guys? If you want to steal stuff, just find find where Casey works and uh, wait for her to start doing computer work. So, was that salt, or...? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, anything you want to say? Well, um... What was that movie we watched yesterday? I really want to hit that one up. Do you mean the movie that was in Mystery Science Theater? No, there was something like... So, so just a vague plot summary is like... And we're going to spoil the hell out of this movie because oh. it's not worth a watch. Oh, you mean that one where those people kidnapped that guy? Yeah, like this guy oh. murdered their kid... And they kidnapped him and tortured him, which, like, I kind of understand the sentiment behind, but it goes off the rails real damn quick. And not in a good way, like, where they just go crazy. It was just where there was no commitment by either party. There's, like, one minute one of them's all gung-ho for it, and then the, the other one's hesitant, and then five minutes later they've totally switched roles. Yeah, it it was it was super inconsistent and kind of like gross murder porny, you know. Yeah, I I think the name of it was the tortured, <laughs> which all, it's kind of went with the first idea you came up with, didn't you? But, yeah. But yeah, it was okay. So a little context for everybody listening. Um, I have this innate ability. Where I pick out, I pick out a movie on Netflix that starts out good and then shits the bed the last ten minutes. Oh, and it, it'll it'll hold its poker face until those last ten minutes. It is uncanny her ability to find these movies. I I have no idea how I do it either. I just I see a movie. I read the description. I'm not just like seeing the title card and thinking, "Oh wow, this looks good." I read the damn description too, and then that happens. The worst part is that this movie like wasn't even that great all the way through, but it at least like tried to keep its poker face up and still managed to be awful in the last ten minutes. It's it's an ability I'm not proud of. <laughs> do you want to get into the the twist that like uh, I, I i guess like as the audience if you're like oh this guy killed their kid i totally get why they're doing this and then the twist happens and the twist is not good at all no it um the twist it, how they get a hold of this guy because he was already arrested for the murder of their son they hijack the transport that was taking him to prison and the I don't I guess the husband was going too fast while they were trying to get away and he wrecked the van that the guy was in and it turns out that it was that he wasn't the only person being transported to prison there was two guys in there and the other guy was arrested for tax evasion 
which is just a little fact that I threw in there so you knew that this guy wasn't some sort of hard criminal. And yeah, they're trying to play it up like he didn't deserve it, which, like, yeah, that that's exactly the story they're telling, is this guy didn't deserve it. He was going to get, like, 18 months in jail or whatever. But these idiots didn't even double-check that they got the right goddamn guy. They just... Yes, and I find it so hard to believe. Like, supposedly, motherfucker... Uh, murdered your kid and you were getting your vengeance on him and you didn't even like know what he looked like or something you sat in the damn courtroom for the whole trial did you not look at him <laughs> yeah i mean and, like the guy wasn't that messed up when they pulled him out of the van yeah it's not like his face was caved in or anything he was just like kind of slightly bloodied and it's like and then there's like this amnesia subplot that lasts for five minutes and accomplishes nothing actually you know what the amnesia subplot accomplishes it undermines its own twist how because well well they're going well if he doesn't remember um does he really deserve what we're doing to him and then they torture him and they keep shouting at him what oh what was our kid's name what was our kid's name and this random guy involved in the twist knows that their kid's name is Benjamin. Well, well, I thought about that a little bit because, like, um, we don't know when he was arrested. So he could have saw that this happened in the news and knew the kid's name. Yeah, but, but I thought about that, too. But, like, at that point, it's contrivance on contrivance, you know. It It just... The whole thing just was not great. It's kind of like... You've got to give them, like, a lot of leeway to find any of the stuff believable. Yeah. And then, like, um, at the very end, the guy escapes, and the real the real killer, the police find, and they do this, like, lineup where, like, the police are doing a manhunt, you think they're gonna get caught torturing this guy, and then the twist happens, and you find out there's two guys... And the police capture the real killer, and it's revealed that they were torturing the more or less innocent man. <laughs> the con- other plot contrivance is he writes a note that's like, I totally deserve what I'm going to get, you know? Yeah, and the the two main characters drive off none the wiser. And just like totally fine with everything like they just they just think they got their revenge which they should have done an after credits of them finding out oh shit we just did this to a rando guy (laughs) yeah and they gotta live with that for the rest of their lives which is like holy shit we're monsters you wanted that movie to have emotional impact though i i don't i don't know i just yeah (laughs) Well, the moment they started pulling that twist, I was like, they they haven't earned it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I was pretty salty about that movie. Is like it started out gritty and like really grounded, you know, and uh, like the veneer just started peeling away. I just started realizing like, oh, this is not gonna get good, is it? <laughs> no, it just kept going downhill. <laughs> So avoid that movie if you guys see it on Netflix, because it, it, it really doesn't have a lot of value and kind of gross in a torture porny way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Oh, I think I'm ready to move on from that movie. I got it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready to move on from that. <laughs> I don't even... <sighs> so I kind of want to talk about Absolver. That's a game you watched me play a while ago, and it was just free recently, and Jake got it. And, man, bro is salty, and I was salty about it, too. Which one was that? Was that the one where everybody was wearing masks? Yeah, the the kung fu customization one. Oh yeah. Remember how fast I dropped the online component of that because it was like even when you found allies it was just like only a matter of time before they just started ruining like going to troll you. <laughs> well, yeah, cuz it's like no matter what you did when I sat there and watched you, you just turned a corner and if somebody was fighting uh NPC they just turned around and started targeting you for no reason. Everybody just kind of turned into dicks. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I did a little thinking, because they mentioned on uh, another podcast that I was thinking about recently, um, there was, like, a samurai fighting game, and, like, most of it was, like, one-hit kills, and... Um, you'd automatically lose if you fought dishonorably, like if you bow, if you didn't bow at the right time or um, hit your opponent in the back, like you'd get points taken off or lose for being dishonorable, right? And I was like, if they had some kind of mechanic that made like you're being a jerk in Absolver, like simultaneously made it worth it because you get experience and all this junk and. Uh, simultaneously punished you for like continually bothering people because like um jake has a very similar experience like you you roll up on on a crowd of people and they just jump you you know yeah like maybe if you won the fight you got experience but it was cut down by like a quarter or maybe if you got equipment from the fight the stats weren't as good as if you would have actually challenged yeah. the person. And, like, it's a shame, because Absolver was very pretty, and I understand it was a small studio. Um, and it was just kind of weird. But once I finished that game, I was pretty much done with it. It's another case of the fans ruined the media. Yeah, so I, I played it in offline mode, and then so much of it feeds back into going online the moment you're done, you know? Yeah. So I'm actually real salty about that, because I have such a high opinion of that game, and I still wouldn't recommend it to other people. I mean, unless you're a glutton for punishment, or you like backtracking a lot. Yeah. And then, um... Some other salt I want to talk about is... So a few people might know me uh, from like Twitter and stuff. I talk about Gunpla and Gunpla only. Or Gundam modeling. And there's a new guy who came out and he's called the Astray No Name. And he look, looks good in all his line art. He looks good in silhouette. Uh, I've been excited for him for a while. And like the first first problem with this kit as it was released, we started noticing that... like oh, his black cloak is actually, like, a maroon chocolate color. And I was like, that doesn't bother me too much, because if I really want it black, I can paint it. Um, the real kicker on this kit, I'm still getting this kit because I love it, 
Um, every time there's something asymmetrical in Gundam, I'm like, what if I bought two and made it symmetrical and had two symmetrical kits? And, like, I saw a lot of potential to kit bash this guy into something cool. And the armor only affixes in, like, a right-handed and a left-handed way from what I saw in reviews. So I was just kind of bummed about that because I was, like, one of the first kits I was legitimately considering grabbing and putting together like that. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of dropped the ball design-wise. And, you know, like, the engineering of these kits are some of my favorite parts about them. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I'll nerd out to poor Casey all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, the, this hinge is different, so the kneecap slides. How great is that? And she goes, yes, honey. <laughs> well, no, more. it's more blank staring because... <laughs> I know I know that as soon as I open my mouth to say something, you're going to find something else to talk about. So it's like, I should just let you go. And <laughs> the, the, uh, the fire will die down if you don't feed it. <laughs> well, I don't want to say that makes me sound like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I need, pe- people need to understand. Uh, I talk about this stuff a lot. Um, and she could not talk about it, and I can go on for a half hour easily. Like, I'm, I'm actively t- telling myself, like, wrap it up right now, because I just want to talk about, like, all my good, good boys that my wife enables me to get because I'm quiet while I build them. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you have these. And, like, it's not that I don't want to talk about them. It's just I don't have nearly as much knowledge about them as you do so trying to carry an equal conversation about Gundam with you is hard because I only really remember a handful of their names and but even then I don't remember what series they're from except for like Nobel Gundams from G Gundam and Maxters from G Gundam. Like most of these, I remember from G Gundam because that series is hilarious. <laughs> that series was banana, and I love. <laughs> I do want to mention uh, the the collector's edition kit. How awesome is that? Because of there, there was G Gundam has a lot of racist under and overtones. Um, Neo Mexico's Gundam is a sombrero-wearing Gundam named Tequila Gundam. Uh, When they localized it, they called it Spike Gundam because he has a cactus trident. But the the damage is already done. I know what they said. (laughs) And um, Holland's Gundam is just a windmill with arms and legs, basically. (laughs) Someone took a, a rotary fan and custom built a Holland Gundam around it and I want it so bad he's such a good boy <laughs> Canada's Gundam was a lumberjack and it's well just, of course they they weren't subtle about using the stereotypes to make these Gundams it was basically like the G Gundam was basically Hitalia before Hitalia came out <laughs> <laughs> That is the most apt analogy I've ever heard of. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I was saying, so there is in this collector's edition that's coming out, um, 
it comes with a bunch of art and really pretty stuff and even the photo from the series and then there's a shot glass with tequila gundam on it and there's part of me that knows it's wrong but i want it so bad (laughs) well it's not like we really use it either we just have it on a shelf (laughs) we're not we're not heavy drinkers folks we have beer once in a while (laughs) i'm too expensive um, I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but I'm a giant, so it takes a lot to get me even a little knackered. Well, it's it's either it takes a lot or it has to be very strong. Cause, <laughs> yeah. Because remember the one rum that I bought? I, you guys, I don't read labels very often, and I stopped it. Was It was New Year's I bought that rum, right? I think so. Yeah, I stopped on my way home from... It had to have been work. And I stopped and was like, I'm going to get us some alcohol. We're not going anywhere tonight. We're going to have some fun. And I got a bottle of wine and I thought, I'm going to get rum because we're going to make rum and Cokes because that's all I know how to make. (laughs) And (laughs) I just, I was going to get Captain Morgan, but for this tiny ass bottle, it was like $25. And I was like, oh, here's a bottle that's like literally three times the size for the same price. I'm going to buy this. And it has a pretty mermaid on the label. And I just bought it. The lady didn't say anything. And I'm just, and I'm, I'm smaller than Briar, you guys. I'm a full foot smaller. So I'm not. I'm not a giant person. So I just bought this rum and I get home and we're looking at it and we're getting ready to just, you know, have ourselves a good night. And we look at the label. Well, no, we tried it first, didn't we? Yeah, we we got to after you were drunk. And I said, by the way, that's 110 proof. No wonder you're like this. No, it was not. It was not 110. It was like 97 proof. It was, <laughs> it's we, barely off. We, we tried it and we were like, God damn, this is like nail polish remover. <laughs> no, we're not heavy drinkers because I don't like the morning after. So I don't want to do it. Oh, but guys, she's so funny. She she talks like John Mulaney, but has, like, a, a deeper understanding of dark jokes. I thought um, you were going to say I have a deeper voice than John Mulaney. <laughs> I mean, he, man's got a very high tenor, to my knowledge. <laughs> but uh, I, can, can I tell you about, we adopted a cat a year prior and um she's got the cat who has worked her over for this entire year she's got him in her arms and she's crying going i love him so much i didn't want you but you you're wonderful you bring a smile to my face every day i just love you so much i go so how do you feel about uh miles our other cat oh i love him he's he deserved to get saved. He was just a, a beautiful rescue, and he's so fluffy, and I love him. Well, how about Leroy? He's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the most damning thing. She's she's completely knackered, crying and loving these cats, and she just goes, he's okay. <laughs> well, you, it's, okay, 
Like I do like I do like our dog, you guys. Don't think I'm an asshole. But it's just like he's He's difficult sometimes. He's like he, he's like the, he's a very good boy because he doesn't know when he's being bad. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like the he's like you know if you had a nephew that you like hanging out with, but are so relieved when their parents take them home <laughs> because sometimes they're an asshole, and this nephew just never fucking goes anywhere because he lives here (laughs) (laughs) if my family listens to this i'm not talking about bentley okay bentley's our nephew (laughs) like our real one yeah our our real nephew okay i i love bentley okay you guys i I don't hang around him enough to know if he's an asshole or not so (laughs) Little do you know, he's actually outside school smoking six packs a day with shades. You know, he pushes people. Yes, our seven-year-old nephew is outside smoking cigarettes. Yep. (laughs) The other kicker is the most recent time that she imbibed some alcohol. Um... Uh, I was building a Gundam called Gundam F91, which, like, when I ordered it, she was next to me on the computer, and I'm like, he's canonically, like, one of the smallest guys. I saw him in the game next to the other Gundams, and he's so tiny compared to them. And so I start building this, and she's she's started on a bottle of wine, (laughs) and it's starting to take its effect, and I hand her the torso of the Gundam, and she... He's so little. I love him. <laughs> She's got my dorky piece of plastic and she won't give him back. He is. He's tiny. <laughs> like I have a lot of them out on, on my desk at work and I don't think I could ever take him to work just because that reaction makes me smile every time I see it on the shelf. <laughs> so, okay. I, I pinky promise I will not talk about Gundams for the rest of the show. So my Shadow Fox model was really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Shadow Fox is not Gundam, you guys. They were they were trying they were trying to make a little joke for those of you that don't know, Shadow Fox is from Zoids and (laughs) and they got a model of that which is you know, laid out this almost the same as Gundam comes in the runners in the box. You clip them out, put them together. So I feel bad because that joke was like laser targeted at, on someone I hope listens to the show. <laughs> but I'm trying to explain to other people. <laughs> You're trying to pigeonhole us. Don't do that. <laughs> well, well, Wrench Witch, the best witch. Uh, has been on the show several times, and I know Jones Dude, he built one because I talk to him on, I probably bother him on Twitter every once in a while. Uh, but uh, Jones Dude has been very nice, and I know he got one for his birthday, so that joke was like laser targeted. Do you have anything else that you're salty about? Um... Well, I'm a little salty at Hulu for, you know, um, 
So another thing we like to watch while we're falling asleep besides Scooby-Doo is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Because it's a show that you can enjoy without having to 100% pay attention to it. And no matter where I look, they are like, oh, we're only going to put the episodes that we deem the best. So on Hulu, they have like seasons one through 11 or something. And some of those seasons only have like two goddamn episodes in them. (laughs) And I'm like... I'm like, why? If you're going to bother saying you have seasons 1 through 11, have the whole goddamn season. <laughs> you sad, bro? Not sad, I'm mad. I'm always <laughs> I'm always mad. I'm in a perpetual state of agitation. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a direct quote from my therapist. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, I think that wraps up our salt. I, I think we've got a pretty good smattering, and we don't want to take up the nice people's time. Uh, this so, is this is the internet. There are no nice people. <laughs> oh, don't I know it? <laughs> no, um, I'm I'm pretty sure at least the the nice people uh, are people who who listen to the salt report, people who make the salt report. Uh, in front of and behind the camera or camera microphone one of those two things they do a thing right they could record themselves on a camera while they're recording on the microphone i don't judge you want to watch yourself do what you want (laughs) yeah so i I guess i just kind of want to move into like a special thanks because we don't have any imported salt I, i i saw that uh just this morning uh, the tweet went out that there wasn't going to be an episode this week, and I was like, fine, I'll make my own episode with Blackjack and sex workers. And then I was like, or my wife, because, you know, she's cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so so I just decided, like, I was was going to just record this with you and be like, yeah, stick it to the man. We made our own episode of Salt Report. And I'm going to send it to Jake, and he's going to love it. And then I spilled the beans before I left work today, because I was like, but I want his permission. (laughs) And Jake was like, stay out of my territory. And then I was like, fine, except for Jake's way nicer than that. And he's like, I'll I'll give it a listen. (laughs) So... Oh my gosh, he's he's gonna listen to this. Hi, Jake. I know you don't know me, but hi. <laughs> yeah, we we have, uh, particularly your music and uh, just hearing about your family always brings a smile to our face. We're we're very excited for the little pinto bean, and the current pinto bean. Sometimes um, Briar doesn't even say your name; they just call you King Cat Daddy. It makes me happy. <laughs> he's a king it's got he's a cat and he's a daddy it's gotten to the point where i i just know the first couple times they did that i didn't know who they were talking about until they're like it's jake lionheart duh and i was just like "Oh, oh i get it lionheart so cat daddy okay i get it and uh we don't 
we don't mean to focus so much on Jake. I just bug him the most. I, I probably, I probably bug Jesse the second most. But uh, I just want to say, like, Kay, Jesse, Jake, you guys are phenomenal. I look forward to hearing from you every week. Um, you're, you're real swell people, and you're all talented in so many special and unique ways. And whenever we look at your stuff, we just we kind of want to do more, you know, we want to do better. And, uh, I, th- I think that's, uh, what makes this show special and what makes this community special because I have yet to see a single person who listens to this show that I wouldn't want to say hi to because y'all are just great and, uh, feel real fortunate that I found you. So, Aww. I know I'm, I'm the big sap. Briar is the um, more sensitive one. <laughs> I'm, I'm the uh, how I like to say emotionally constipated one in our relationship. My my friend even told them when we started dating, don't expect a lot of emotion out of Casey. Okay, she she doesn't really like to display anything besides indifference. Y'all, she's lying to you. <laughs> no, I'm hardcore. Yeah, she she's a sweetie, but yeah, she'll she'll fuck you up still. I have Doc Martens, so I know how to stop. <laughs> All right, I, yeah. I I think we really gotta wrap it up at this point. I'm having too much fun, and probably this probably isn't for anyone at this point. No, <laughs> it's, it's just for us. It's just us going back and forth. But leave this in. I want Jake to hear it. but yeah this uh i think we should close up now thanks to anybody who actually goes past the first closing and listens to this closing (laughs) and uh if you'd like to find any of the actual salt crew uh you can find them at jake underscore lionheart on twitter uh at filthy wizard on twitter and crowfeather cosplay Casey and I, uh, if you'd like to engage with either of us, can be found at 13 Briars on Twitter. And I uh, just want to say thank you for listening and uh, uh, give them a, a dollar to, you know, send, send Kofi their way, spread the love or spread a buck because uh, they're all real nice people. And if you want to hear more of them, uh, which is preferable to me babbling, then I think you should. Uh, give them a tip or two i know it always makes me feel good because they always appreciate it a lot and uh it's real special because you keep the lights on thank you very much